This is Live from the Table, the official podcast of the world-famous Comedy Cellar, coming at you on Sirius XM 99. Raw Comedy, formerly known as Raw Dog. They just changed changed their name. This is Dan Natterman, and I'm with Noam Dwarman, the owner of the world-famous Comedy Cellar. And Periel Ashenbrand is with us, our producer, and we have with us in studio Laura High. Laura High is a recently passed comedy seller, comedian, and she's also an actress and a uh, TikToker and a podcaster and does everything that uh, that you're supposed to do nowadays. Hello, Laura. Hello, thank you. I I gotta say, I mean, as much as I love doing TikTok, there always is a little bit of a like, yeah, I did, I do TikTok, I do. <laughs> Well, that's, that's where everything is. Let's talk about my daughter loves TikTok. I do. I love it. I do. But it also it feels like when I, I I'm always talking to like stand up comics, there's always like a like, oh, you do TikTok really? Like there always is like that. Still, like it, it's a little bit of a of a judgmental territory when when uh when it comes to stand up comedy. Uh, but you know what? Was it's- anybody not doing TikTok that? I mean, who? everybody's doing TikTok. Oh, not everyone's doing TikTok. Some people are not doing it out of protest. Oh, OK. Because of the Chinese? I just because I think on principle, I think there's a lot of comics who are just like, I refuse to do TikTok just off of principle that I just don't want to do it. But it is like I, I always tell comics that you should do it. TikTok reels on Instagram. It's literally made for stand up comics. I think we can understand the formula of it better than almost anybody else. I understand it's a pain in the ass to get your social media together. Like, I totally get it. But what you get from it, if you learn how to do it can just pay out so much in terms of your comedy career. I mean, I've gotten booked as a headliner just based off of my uh, off of my follower accounts. Uh, How uh, many followers do you have? I have on TikTok, I've got 616,000 followers. Wow. Um, on Instagram, I've got like I think 69,000 followers. And then on Facebook, I have something in the 70s, 70,000. So would you wear a Bring the Hostages Home t-shirt on your TikTok account? Sorry, Perel, go ahead. No, 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 no. By all means, answer. (laughs) No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. Anyway, first of all, as I said, Laura's recently passed. In other words, she auditioned for Esty the Booker just a couple of weeks ago. Esty gave her the thumbs up. Definitely wear this when you talk to Esty. Go ahead. Esty gave her the thumbs up. And um, of course, Laura, I must tell you that just because you're passed doesn't mean now it's a free ride. You have to, (laughs) well, you know, you have to bring it. Because oh. many people get past here, and you never hear from me after one or two times on stage, and then there it's like the Bermuda Triangle. I, I don't want to say which which comic did uh, said this to me, but what I, I was told by uh, another comic because I was you know very honest because obviously I was you know on my first uh, two shows which were last week, you could definitely tell like I was a little bit like nervous because it's it's the fucking seller. Can I swear? Sure, I well, it's cool. the internet. Uh, I was like, and I, I was like, holy shit, like this is, this is the seller. Like I, I know what I'm here for. Like I know what this is. Like I'm not taking this, this opportunity for granted. And one of the comics I think ba- gave me the best piece of advice. I'm not, I'm not going to say who it was, but he was like, um, you, he's like, just letting you know, you are on probation for the next six months. And he was like, they're going to watch every single one of your tapes. You have to <laughs> Wait, I don't, that's, not- <laughs> that's what they said. That's what he said. <laughs> no, I'm that's Noam's the owner, and he's obviously <laughs> they're fucking with you. <laughs> well, I have to. Well, here's the thing. I take that seriously because. Well, here's the thing. I do know that I'm getting watched to see like if I actually live <sighs> up to my audition, and so I wanted to be like, okay, no, no, no that's fair. Right, let me tell you what happens. We have we have a chat with a bunch of waitresses. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's like, and it's called comedians. Like, just let me know about anybody who's not doing well. Okay, see that that you shouldn't. <laughs> it's tell a WhatsApp me group. Because now I'm just going to bring cupcakes to all the goddamn waitresses. So I'm like, okay, that's how that we do it. There we you. go. Do, do, now I just got to bribe the waitresses. Waitresses. Are you getting an honest opinion out of the waitresses? She brings up a good point. If they're friends with us, no, they don't want to drop it's, dime it's, on it's us. It's not a bunch of waitresses, but it's like a few people have been there for a very long time. Some managers. <sighs> Whatever. We, 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 we're and then you asking. do the occasional spot check. I see you sometimes poke your head in. Well, if I, no, sometimes when I get a complaint from a customer, mm-hmm. mm. I will ask for the tape to, to watch it. But I see you sometimes watch the show every now and again. You poke your yeah, head Yeah, I watch in. the show, but there's nobody watching your tape every night. That's crazy. Who's got the time to do that? 
between all I, the it's a little emails. Self, as a matter of fact, it's almost a little narcissistic to even believe it. <laughs> I'm a comic, so there's always a little bit of narcissism in it. It's like the, the fact that I, I, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, people totally want me to take up a mic and listen to like all of my like, you know, half-baked stories of my idea. There is always a little bit of narcissism with us. But you, again, like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there like, you know, fucking nervous. So it's like, okay. No, I, so, but I will say it gave me fuel and a little bit of like definitely like make sure like, okay, really make a good impression in the next few months make sure that I, I i'm not like wh- what the comic suggested to me was like don't try any of your new fucking bullshit just do your that's shit good, that's good advice um and was just like don't do any of your new bullshit just go in and kill it for the next few months and he's like let them know that you are here because he's like for the comics who like come here and kind of like don't really take it seriously they stop getting booked after a few months and I, that was good advice and i i would have let me ask you a question there why yeah. would you what mental planet are you on that you would actually need somebody to tell you that isn't isn't that like completely intuitive like you're, you're oh, booked no. at a comic club so I, yeah let me give you some good advice you know when you when you're there try to do a good job <laughs> do your funny material <laughs> you know what but <laughs> like, I, I, oh thank you for telling me because as, i was i was just gonna wing it as, as obvious as that sounds i don't know that every club really pays strict attention to that it doesn't I mean, matter like you should on your own you yeah should but, know. but 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 the comics come here also to do new jokes so um, to practice new jokes, so you have to find that balance between my new well, joke. I got hired as a chef at a five star restaurant. Right, but okay, you, listen, here's my advice. I, you, but you've well, made, you've you made should really point. try to make the food well. <laughs> well, uh, all right. How many more analogies are you gonna? Uh, uh, no, no, I uh, totally uh, agree with you. Like, the, I would have done that I got on a job my at a own. massage parlor. Okay, go ahead. Go yeah, but, but <laughs> the difference being is that comics come here in, adi- in addition to entertaining the crowd to work out new jokes. So you have to find a balance between new shit. And killing. No. Duke, I don't think well, new <laughs> comics come here to try out new jokes. People who have been here, like David Tell maybe comes yeah. to try new jokes. But, but David Tell's a genius. Right, that's what I'm saying, though. I don't think that most people are coming here. To, you even said yourself well, that you I, don't love trying new I don't love it, but I do it well, because that's part of the... Yeah, part you, of if you're doing well, you can, you have to sneak in new jokes, of course. And that's also why we, you know, you book some some shows that are also sort of like, I would say, you know, a little bit like less high stakes. And that's why you you, like, you know, I always make sure that I have shows that are like a little bit of a little smaller that I can kind of like more. Like at the stand or Gotham. That is y'all are trying to really screw me over with some other. And we're we're not going to do that. Um, And but that's why you also book some of those smaller shows to make sure that like you you get that those reps in, you get that practice in. Um, I mean, I'm somebody who. Like I have like massive ADHD, um, so for me, I still go to some open mics every once in a while. If like there's a joke, I'm still literally trying to like get out of my mouth. That I go to it just so that I can say it, um, so that I can ensure the fact that when I am on a paid show, I can do my job as best as I can. And I know that there's a lot of comics um, who are like, I would never go to an open mic ever again. And I'm like, it's not a pride thing. It's a job thing. I want to ensure that I can do the job as best as I can. Well, there is a new joke night here that I assume you're aware of. And Sure, we can pretend like I totally knew that. And we can... Oh, you don't? (coughs) What? No, I was clearing my throat. Okay. Actually, just clearing my throat. Okay. No, there's a new joke night here, right? It's Monday yes, of course night. there is. I think yeah. you have to talk to Liz or something. I don't we'll, know. We'll I never do it. I just, I just slip a new joke in the regular show. You know. I still wouldn't do j- new jokes that I've never, because I just know myself well enough. I would never do a brand new. I just wrote this joke now. I've never done it in front of an audience at a cellar. Uh, show that's just something I don't feel comfortable with because I just know myself well enough that I need like some time because otherwise like as you can tell with my my speech I stumble really easily and if I'm doing again a show of a certain caliber I just can't do that now how many uh spots have you done at the cellar uh two so far and then I just got booked for my next two and how did they go they went well it was a ton of fun actually after my very very first set uh was in the underground uh, totally sold out show, and I took uh, I was I took the bullet. I was very first up, so obviously, like I was like, okay, we're gonna do it. I uh, got off the stage, and then the server came up to me about I want to say like five minutes after my set, and said, uh, "Audience member wanted me to give this to you, and it was a napkin that um, said, I loved your set. It was so amazing to see you. Thank you so much. I loved all of your material, and that just fucking you know put me on a different level of just pure joy." 
Uh, and so obviously I'm framing that napkin. Oh, that you should. Really, That's nice. You should frame that napkin. That's but great. That was literally after the very, very first set, and that was really cool. Well, I've been coming here since the 90s, never got a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk, uh, I invited Laura here specifically because she has an absolutely fascinating backstory that uh, I guess you can recount it or I yep. can I can I can summarize it or no I guess No, totally. I'm happy to do that. So what my I would say my my tight 5 and what I did for my audition and what I'm known for the most on the uh, on the social media is I basically so I'm a sperm donor baby. Um and so I do um so that's my tight 5 is all about me being a sperm donor baby, donor conception. I'm actually a sperm donor baby. Woo! I had nothing to do with it, but cool. Um, I'm what happens when a woman needs to become a mother and a man needs $200. Now, I was made before, when the technology was like brand new, I was actually the first one my doctor ever made. I was the first one my clinic ever made. So I'm like the dog the Russians sent into space. <laughs> I was made so new that sperm banks didn't even exist yet. Like someone had to go out and like find the sperm, <laughs> which is a funny job. <laughs> like I just imagine people like sitting at a table and they're just like, so what do you do? Well, I'm a fireman, I'm in sales. I collect jizz. <laughs> And then I do funny skits on um, on TikTok, on Instagram, basically breaking down how basically unethical the fertility industry is. So that's kind of like, you know, my, my fun thing that I am the most known for. Um, there is uh, lots of video footage of me actually running around the city in a sperm costume, interviewing people and asking them, you know, hey, what do you know about the fertility industry? Well, the first video I saw of Laura is a video wherein... Uh, she talks about how everybody asked her if she was Jewish, and she always said no. Yep. Because she didn't know her her sperm donor father was Jewish. No, because what? So I was made. I was made in New York City. I was made in. Um, I was conceived in 1987, born in 1988, and I was made when um, parents weren't allowed to pick their donor. Like they like they can nowadays. I mean, that's also like that 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 that's a whole other conversation about like sometimes not really, but um. Basically, what the clinic said was, we're going to find a donor that matches your my dad as best we could between like hair color, eye color, ethnicity. And this clinic, now my parents didn't pick the clinic for this reason. This was just how this clinic operated. They said the number one thing we match up before anything else is religion. Now, my dad, Irish, Scottish, and Catholic. And he couldn't have a baby. No, my both my parents had fertility issues. My mom's could be fixed. My father's could not. And... That was like the hard rule that they're like, no, 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 we never break this rule. We never, ever do. So I'm born, and so we know nothing about my donor, except my mom is like, yep, this is Scottish-Irish and it, it definitely Catholic. So I started getting asked when I was, I, I want to say people started assuming that I was Jewish probably at 11, 12 years old. People were like, so you're Jewish. And I'm like, now what, no. What, do you, what quality of yours do you think <laughs> clued them in? Um, That's a trick question. Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, what, what anti-Semitic thing did your parents <laughs> constantly tell you that you noticed in yourself? Oh, it wasn't my parents. It was literally everywhere. No, where, did you, where did you grow up? You have a little bit of a Southern... No, Westchester. West where, where in Westchester? Uh, Rye, New York. Oh, I grew up in... Oh, that's Albert. I grew up in Ardsley. So Very you're nice. getting harassed by those guys every Hanukkah that say, are you Jewish? And they want you to do a prayer or something, you know, th those guys. I, I do a I do a bit on it, um, but I, I I actually like I remember when I was like really young, uh, some some like punk guys came up to me and they they looked at me and they were like, "How did you escape from the camps?" Jesus, <laughs> I didn't know what I've to say. I've never even gotten that. I and I was like, <laughs> I didn't know. I had no clue what you they thought meant. they meant summer camp. So all I told them was like, <laughs> I faked a fever and my mom picked me up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had no clue what that meant. Um, that really happened? Yes. And oh, it's become more and more, uh, and it became more and more and more um, real as I got older. You guys remember the Toys R Us in Times Square? So I used to work there. 
And um, there was another member there who was who, who was another member of my team who was also Jewish, and he spoke and he spoke, I believe, like a Yiddish Hebrew. I'm, I apologize, I don't know. Um, and so whenever we had like members of the Hasidic community come in, he would always talk to them. Always went great. And Yiddish. then they would Yiddish. Yeah. Okay. Then he would come up. Then they would come up to my floor because I was always on the second floor. They would see me and start speaking Yiddish to me. And I would go, I'm so sorry, I, I I don't speak Yiddish. And they were like, Oh no 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 worries no worries. But you are Jewish. And I'm like, No, I'm not. And they would all look at me and go, What? <laughs> they were like, <laughs> They would look at me in a way that they were like child are you okay do we need to take you back like are you safe are you lost did someone kidnap you are we in trouble are we not telling the truth here and it happened over and over again to the extent that it was just like okay maybe maybe we didn't get the full truth mom maybe we maybe now you always knew you were a sperm donor baby i knew when i was uh my parents told me when i was 14 years old oh my god well okay let's pause there yeah how devastating was that it wasn't was not devastating. I. But you, you are your mother's biological. Daughter. I am my mother's biological. I was such a. It gave me a weird sense of confidence because I swear to God, I knew something the fuck was up. I knew, like, I was like, was I adopted? Was I switched at birth? Like, always. I, you always had always. I because knew something was yeah. up, and it's it's the same thing for a lot of donor conceived people. Just we because you knew. felt you didn't look like your father. I didn't, I would have never, I never pegged it as a sperm donor on my own. Like that, that to me was like out of my realm of thinking, but like I knew something was up and I could like, I can't explain it enough. I can't explain it well enough, but it was like, I could sense that something was off. I could tell that there was just something. Between you and your father? No. Just I, I, in general, just like. Just a, in general. You know, I couldn't speci speci uh, specifically say like my dad. It was just, there was something off in general and I ha I couldn't place it. Um, so as soon as that was told to me, I it was this feeling of like I saw the matrix. I was like everything made sense. I was like I fucking knew it. Um, and how did wait, they wait, tell but you? How how could you just? This is a devastating thing. It's to not find. devastating. It, it for me it wasn't um, because for me that doesn't take away anything from my dad. My dad's my dad, and it, it literally for me it really like it was. Um, it, it, that piece of it really was was fine for me. Um, I really was. There were other elements of my donor conception that have been devastating. That one wasn't the being Jewish part. <laughs> no, I loved that actually. I you kidding? I like. I grew up in Westchester. I went to more bar and bar mitzvahs than I did than Sweet Sixteens. I was like, yes. Um, I biggest like love being part of this culture and this ethnicity. I mean, I'm I'm most certainly a guest in that house, but having some connection is just wonderful. But no, you're it, more Jewish than my kids, for God's <laughs> sake. But go ahead. But no, it really wasn't. Um, it it for me it was that didn't take anything away from my dad being my dad. Um, my dad will always be my dad, and that didn't change anything for me. Um, what was devastating, and uh, what was devastating for me was finding out later in life as a 30-year-old that I have siblings out there that I didn't know about, and that relationship was taken from all of us our entire life. That is what has been devastating. But can we I rewind just a bit? Though? Sure. You found out you were a sperm donor at 14? Yes. And then at what point did you decide, I may, I need to take a, a test to see if my f father is So you Jewish. got, so for me, now do do remember that like DNA tests, like when I was like 14 and high, that didn't exist. Like, I mean, that, that wasn't there. So it became available, like DNA tests, I would say like Ancestry 23 and me like started popping up like. Uh, I, I want to say, like, it started popping up somewhere when I was in, um, like, late college, I want to say, maybe early, like, early 20-something. Yeah, like, uh, 2010. Something like that. that. And that was, I can't remember what, what year it was, but, like, I think I, I want to say, like, 2015, maybe, 2016, is when... Um, I decided, okay, it's time to take the DNA test. Let, let's do it. Let's, it became reliable enough that we were just like, let's do it. And my mom took it with me just so that we could compare to see what, what, what popped up. And right there, uh, and I, I can certainly pull it up on my phone, 50% Ashkenazi Jewish. And my mom did not have a single percent of Ashkenazi Jewish whatsoever. Wow. 50%. 
Um, and that was <laughs> it's so funny. It's wild though <laughs> that that fertility clinic is like hanging its hat on this thing, and it's just like a complete and patent falsehood. I mean, we can go into Do it. You want to be the person in the news for suing suing somebody for the fact that I'm I'm Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> I'm damaged. Well, <laughs> but of course you want the money. Get <laughs> like, you both directions. <laughs> you're anti-Semitic and you're and you're and you're money grubbing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but honestly, I mean, we could totally go into this. But the thing is, and that I talk about all the time on my on my TikTok and my Instagram is that it this what happened to me is like tip of the iceberg. Right, this sure. is this is like nothing compared to what so many people have gone through. Um, and so then I, so I took the test when I was about like 25, 26. That's when I found out I was half Jewish. Then I located my donor when I was about when I th I think I was like 29. And then I found siblings when I was 30. So you met your wow. Jewish father. Oh, no. He ha he wants no contact. I just know who he is. Is he religious? Yes. he <gasps> He's an OBGYN, Orthodox Rabbi Moyle. Stop it yes. right now. Yeah. And he is still in practice. And he did this to get paid? Oh, yeah. He he donated. I found why are you out. I'm just curious. I mean, oh, that's no, why no. people donate, typically. Is I, found okay. out this, I found out this guy was donating for six, at least six years. We have no idea when he stopped, but he was donating all throughout medical school, and at least for me, donating when he was a full-on in-practice OBGYN. Now, how much did they, well, that it's, is so Maybe the process crazy. is enjoyable. How, how much How much do they make? <laughs> I Why waste it? I maybe, mean, maybe maybe it's it's a sin unless you unless you don't. How much does does he make per per shot? I have no idea how much he made in the in the eighties, but now donors make usually in between a hundred to one hundred and fifty like per donation. Now does does it have to be? But that's only for sperm donors, not egg donors. Do you have? Does it have to work like? Does it have to actually get somebody pregnant or you just make the money for no, the No, you for make the, the money for the, for the... What they would do first is like they're obviously going to like Thanks. test your sperm out yeah, and go has, like, is it fertile? Is it, it viable? It has to be viable. It has to be viable. Um, and then if it is viable, then they're like, great, you are now like an approved donor. Like, let's start setting you up. And donors can donate between like one to three times per week for a year's or multiple years. Do you feel any... Awesome. Um, desire to meet this man, or is he anything to you other than just the guy that donated? Other than your doctor, other than my doc. Uh, for me, I in a perfect, I would say what I would what I would love from him is medical history because I do have medical issues that definitely seem like they're from his side. And my siblings, who I have talked to so far, Tay Sachs. I was just kidding. <laughs> um. I, I, not not to get too dark, but actually a tumor on the bottom of my brain. Um, the tumor's gone now. It was benign. It wasn't malignant. Um, but the tumor was on my pituitary gland, which basically uh, caused my thyroid and my adrenals to like basically like just go complete out of whack. But I had been showing signs of a hormonal disorder since I was like 13 years old. And my other siblings seem to have also been having very similar hormonal issues. So, and they have, and one of my sisters like has like a crap load of like autoimmune disorders. Like there seems to be some very serious problems and none of it seems to be from any of our maternal side. So it all kind of leads back to him. And so we are like literally, uh, I literally sent him an email going like, I will sign anything you want all we want is medical history. That's it. And he didn't write you back? No. I've, I've then may, maybe we can get him on the show. Maybe that, we can get him on the show. <laughs> That'd be a great idea. You, give us his name. We'll get him on the show. That that is yes. We'll get him on the show for something else entirely. Yeah. As but, a surprise. Oh, my God. I'll do it. <laughs> what is it? What are we like? The Richard ba or the Jerry Springer show? Yeah, we'll want to talk about OBGYN shit. Okay. That is appalling. That'd be, so awesome. That'd be our greatest show ever. Yeah. Better than oh yeah, I can even say. Um, but did, 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 but he knows who you are. Oh yeah, at this point he absolutely does. He's not. ashamed of you. Oh, well, but you know what? If you absolutely ashamed of me. If you become a big star, all of a sudden I'll be like, "That's my daughter." <laughs> I'll let you guys. Chip off the old block. I, I will absolutely let you guys know if, like, suddenly, like, you know, my career takes off and suddenly I get a call from like Daddy Doctor, hey, guess like who? if he starts if he starts calling me and. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh, so. So, are these siblings of yours? Do any of them like? Noam's fascinated by twins separated at birth studies uh, about how sometimes they they meet mm -hmm. each other and they both go to the same school and they both have the same profession. Any of your siblings comedians in New York or something that's like well, staggeringly similar to you? Not 
to me necessarily. Um, so far, I should say not 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 so far. Um, How I many will are there right now? Like Fifty of them, right? Well, right now this it is, like is boys from Brazil. It is guessed that I have over fifty siblings. Okay. Um, but right now, oh no no, but I, that's considered a moderate pod get, due to the other pods that actually exist out in the world. I mean, there are pods that I have personally spoken to. Well, a pod is a term of art uh, that we're not familiar. Oh, with. I apologize. A pod is like a sibling pod of like half do- of half uh, donor conceived siblings. Okay. There are pods that are over. Hundreds of kids each within the United States. Um, some of them have been like born as early as just a couple of years ago. This is still a problem within the United States. But wait, th- th- some of those pods are the the fertility doctor was supposed to use the dad's yes. sperm, and he put his own, and he substituted his own sperm. That's the re- those those guys are going to hell. Well, uh, let l- let me let me make this even let me make that situation even worse for you. Um, because I was in Jan in January, I was actually in Washington D.C. helping to lobby for the fertility fraud legislation, which would criminalize that absolute egregious act. Because right now, fertility fraud. So what what you are referring to is fertility fraud when a doctor switches out the chosen gametes for their own, whether that is sperm, egg, embryo. But so far, we've only caught um, doctors switching it out for their own sperm. Obviously. Obviously. We have caught, in the United States, over 70 doctors doing this. None of them have gone to jail. Some of them have continued practicing and never lost their medical license. A lot of them get caught when they already were retired. Um, some of them have ended in NDA, so we don't really know like exactly what happened. But most doctors absolutely just get away with this. Some, some of the Jewish women are probably happy to have a doctor. <laughs> I think maybe they would have preferred it with a little less rape, maybe a little, a slight less rapey vibe. Um, Listen, the thing is also, just to backtrack for one second, yeah. that's so insane, insane is that these medical issues like should have been vetted out mm-hmm. to begin with, right? Like they're supposed to be testing the sperm. T- and, and to In let those days, they didn't do that. Well, they still don't. And there's, also, there's there's no not, way- not everything can be... Tested. So there's a couple. I mean, of I don't things. know that you can test a sperm for a pituitary, benign pituitary. Uh, you, you can test for BRCA gene and stuff like that, right? So you can test for BRCA gene, but so there's a couple of things with it. Uh, one, there is no the only the only regulation, the only FDA regu- regulation that we have currently in the United States in terms of donor screening is an STD test. We have no other. And everybody regu- fails that. Everyone fails that now. <laughs> uh, we have no we have no regulation. Um, what we have is what is called ASRM guidelines. ASRM is the American Society of Reproductive Medicine. They create guidelines for the clinic and cryobanks to follow, which in anyone who has watched Pirates of the Caribbean knows it's a guideline. We don't have to fucking follow that shit. So what ends up happening is it really just depends on what the banks and clinics are feeling that day. Um, and so there's no... It's it's a, such a free for all. It's an unbelievably. It is the most unregulated branch of medicine. There isn't a sibling cap in the United States, so these clinics and cryobanks can literally pump out kids like freaking skittles, and as and, much as they want. And there's the risk of incest if you don't right. know if you bump into somebody, which has happened. So like that that so when you ask me like you know uh, about like you know stories of like twins finding each other. Yeah, yeah. So I have personally spoken to donor conceived people who were best friends growing up. Had no idea. Went to the same school. Had no idea. Had a crush on each other. Had no idea. Dated the same person. And I do know donor conceived people who were high school sweethearts. Ooh. And, and no I, I, idea. I I will say I have read that um you know incest generally re- revolts us. We have no sexual attraction toward our siblings. I, I would say that it doesn't revolt everybody, but, but go ahead. But that's... We hope it does. From what I've read... I'm an only child, but from, I know... From I, what I've read, that yeah. that's not because you're too similar. That's because when you grow up with somebody, that you automatically kind of don't have a sexual... It's like marriage. Uh, but, yes, but... <laughs> But the truth is that siblings, if they didn't grow up together, are often very attracted to each other. Oh. That's what I've read. It actually, it is a really weird phenomenon because what ends up happening is when you do not grow up with like um, biological family, um, what do, and this isn't like a blanket statement. This happens to everybody. This this does happen in some cases. Is if you have not experienced what is called like genetic mirroring. Um, so like uh, hypothetically, like let's say let's say you and I are related. And um, I can experience genetic mirroring with you. Like maybe we. Well, have, you guys are related. Well, um, um, who the I fuck mean, knows? Well, uh, Ashkenazi Jews are so I mean, inbred. Ashkenazi, we, we might be we we might be cousins, but like I can see like okay, like maybe there's similar hair texture, there's similar nose, there's similar uh, cheek structure that I never got to see myself in my own family. 
um, because it wasn't biological family members. So what ends up happening with a lot of these siblings is they experience genetic mirroring with their siblings for the first time. They don't know what's going on. They just are like, wow, there's a connection. I see something in you that I see in myself. Wow, I feel this. And they mistake the genetic mirroring for romance. And so there it is, is romance. What what is romance? Romance is whatever you feel. Like. But no, but it is a real no, they feel it, a it, connection. It, they feel w- a connection. Woody Allen used to say that uh, love is the silly is, is the crazy idea that one woman is any different from another. <laughs> it's not, not not me saying it. It was Woody Allen. But go ahead. Or something I like mean, that. I mean, you know, he definitely lived up to that with his stepdaughter, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a it's a real it's a real problem. Um, and we we have seen very serious problems with that and especially because the fertility industry literally has made pods of hundreds of siblings and typically like if you are in like if you use the same clinic and it's not like like a hundred siblings are spread evenly throughout the entire world they typically are in the same location right so, so they, they might be in the same school now, as you mentioned oh yeah absolutely they're in the same school now you're married i see i am i am married yes and you're married to a jewish guy i am not married to a jewish guy we did you just became jewish and already you're marrying outside your religion go ahead i was okay you'd you'd as a donor conceived person i am terrified of accidental incest so before we even got engaged i was like dude we are taking a dna test i need to know that i am far as removed related to you as humanly possible. So it was very good to see on our ancestry that it was like, nothing, fantastic, that's what I wanted to see. Now, do you consider that your children are Jewish? I mean, I didn't get, I wasn't raised within the the culture. I, I No, I not, not about that, but just like... No, I mean, I, I no, I always say like I'm half Ashkenazi Jewish. I never say like I am Jewish. Um, That, that to me feels like... That that to me feels like I'm claiming something that isn't mine. We're gonna have you. For no, a no, you're Jewish. Well, no, her father, her biological father is so by Jewish law, she's not Jewish. Oh, it's her father that's just her. Well, uh, sperm. Uh, where have you been? Where do you think sperm yeah, yeah, comes I, I, from? I know. I, for some reason, I was just. Uh, Anyhow, yes, it's my age. <laughs> yeah, of course, you're not. Jewish. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the quickest Never flip flop I've I, I ever know, seen. I, I don't know what the hell I was. I felt about. so welcomed. For a moment, and then it was just like, no, fuck you. So, thank you for coming. No luck, no luck, because for you, fuck off. Do you have any affinity for the the either the religion or I mean, Israel's going through some shit now. Do you have any affinity, any desire to go on birthright or whatever? I mean, I am lactose intolerant, so you know that I do have that for me. I mean, I I have always for me like the the I would say. My neighbors, my schoolmates, my best friends have always been Jewish. Like, that's a culture that's always literally just been my next-door neighbor. Uh, I've been to more Jewish weddings than any other kind of wedding. So for me, I've always... I, yeah, I mean, the culture was always my my next-door neighbor. So I've always loved it, and it's always been integrated within my life. Um, and I have, I have started speaking, actually, to a rabbi here and there um, as to kind of, like, maybe, like, dip my toe into, like, thinking about, you know, c- kind of, like, conversion and stuff like that. Um, I will say, though, I was raised Catholic, so I still am working through all of my, like, fucking Catholic trauma. I was an altar server. I went to Catholic school. So, like, for me, I, I any religion, I'm just like, I, I just, I don't want to. So are your that. parents, like, pretty Catholic then? My mother's side is very but, Catholic. By the way, here's yes. a question. You, growing up, did you ever hear anything out of your parents' mouth? Maybe not anti-Semitic, but like oh, these Jews, you know. No, never oh, did. Okay. No, never did. So. Were you? Were they scandalized when they found out that you were Jewish after they? Had they didn't give to- a shit. No, but after they had told them that, like, oh, the f- most important thing is that they're going to be the same religion as no, you. No, I mean, cause no, they didn't care. No, they didn't. They already liked you because they. They luckily they like me. Um, no, I mean, if my doctor had told my parents saying we don't have any Catholic sperm, right, they we don't. Have cared. Which I mean, Catholic sperm, it's you know, it's great on its knees, but like <laughs> they, no Catholic sperm. Of Available. All we've got is this Ashkenazi Jewish donor. Do you accept it? My parents have been like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it." Yeah, they, they wouldn't okay. have given that. Ma- shit. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll so- ask you a per- question, Pearl. If you found out that your son was not actually your son, what does that mean biologically? Well, it came out of her. What, it came what, out of. What do you mean? Well, it could have been implanted. As, you know, whatever. That, that they let's say you're doing IVF and they planted someone else's embryo in you and you didn't know. Yeah. And you actually been raised. Some uh, Scottish, Scott Irish child. I don't think it matters. Well, they knew she wasn't her father's biological no, but daughter. She said, Should we it, explain it, it, the concept of sperm again? No. She said, this part, I, I know I was spacing out, but <laughs> she said that it didn't matter to her at all. It was her dad is just her dad. 
And I'm saying, would you feel the same? Would the parent feel the same way? It doesn't matter. My son. I don't. I don't. I don't think it matters. I think that when you love your child, you love your child. I don't think it necessarily matters that if they're biologically yours or not. Um, I also have heard. It, other- it would matter to me. I mean, I will say it does. I, I, it I would. I will say. I'm not I, saying I would throw them out of the house. I'm just saying I would. I'm sorry. Here, I will say the the one area where it does get um a very as as you kind of mentioned um where it does get I would say emotionally very complicated is when the doctor switches out the dad's sperm in IVF for his own, and then you have the kids, the mom, the dad all realize what happened. That is a real shit situation. Yeah, is, and that's a, is that a legal cause of action there? No, uh, so far, um, as far as I'm aware, no. I mean, no doctor has gone to jail for that whatsoever. Um, Doctor Klein of Our Father did that. Um, you know, it's just so crazy. I, and I've met one of the families that that has happened for, and it's it, God, it's heartbreaking, and it's just it's such a shit situation. Everybody's a victim, um, and there's but yeah. it takes. In order to nail a doctor for fertility fraud right now in the United States, if you're in a state that doesn't have fertility fraud passed in it, it is unbelievably hard. Like, it's it's literally almost impossible. Here's the thing. If you, like, say your your, your father thought you were his biological daughter mm-hmm. and then found out that the, 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 the um, doctor switched in his yeah. sperm, suing him is, 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 in a way, like saying, I'm unhappy with my daughter, right? I mean, it's... It, you're yeah. saying like I no you I, I want my money back for so this. So you make a deal with your daughter to split it or something too. Well, I mean, but you know what I'm but, saying? It's like this is who you raised and you love, and now you're saying eh. I'm damaged. I, I wouldn't. I would. <laughs> I totally hear that, but I disagree with that because it was the doctor essentially raped your wife. I mean, I feel like suing is a very legitimate thing to do. Um, that, 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 that I, th- I feel like it, it's a criminal action. Yeah. but suing me is like it's like saying you ripped me off. Well, no, but that isn't that yeah, I mean, like against... I mean, it's you can because you can sue for emotional damages because that is yeah. a bit emotionally damaging. Right. Now, can I ask a question? Yeah, why is there no legal component to compelling um, the sperm donor to disclose medical records? Like, what? Why is why don't you have any rights or anybody have any rights to compel? Oh. Very easy question, uh, because we live in a capitalistic society, and I'm a product, and products don't have rights. I am no—I mean no more to the fertility industry than a mouse pad. I am a transaction. That is it. So I have no rights whatsoever. And that is what we deal with a lot with dealing with the fertility industry, is um, because they're they're basically like, why are the blenders speaking? I don't understand. Wait, wait, wait a second. I I think—I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I I stop probably the way I would put it, but I would just say that I don't think you have rights with your biological parents either. Number one, what do you mean? Meaning that, although practically speaking, you have much better chance of getting it from your parents. My kids have no right to sue me for my medical history either. The the totally the difference is and and but but I just and the other thing I say is that I think eventually they will pass the law that you're saying as part of the donor process, but obviously the law is always a certain step behind. The technology and and the you know. Oh, so, just, what kind of an asshole wouldn't want to help out? Okay, but let, let's let's leave aside sperm donating. Sperm donating. Traditionally, if you give a child up for adoption, yeah, you sign something where the where the uh, orphanage agrees to never give your identity up, and there's a if, whole. If you want whole, that, yeah. well, if you want that, which it's a typical thing. And in that situation, you also don't get access to the, it, the medical. Thing. That used to be the case, I think, a very long time ago. But nowadays, there are all different sorts of arrangements right. when, when my, you're adopting. So, so as 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 that's what I'm saying, things catch up with right. the, this technologies. But it's you know there was a time when nobody even understood the importance of medical histories. Then the medical histories. Well, now we're at the point where the genes themselves mm-hmm. can tell you. A real story about medical history, but I guess we're at, in between where they, it's still you'd want to match those up with the actual uh, phenotype, as it were, of your of the donor, rather than just being able to tell just by looking at your genes. So the the difference. That just I don't look- knock capitalism on my show, right? <laughs> I apologize. I don't mean to knock capitalism. So here's the, the difference is um, between because you mentioned like you know capitalism my- developed all that technology. Go ahead. Go ahead. So uh, you wouldn't be here. It's- 
I yes, uh, I I was, go get a I, sperm donation in, in Gaza, I, right? I, I was I was packaged uh, I was packaged brilliantly by capitalism, um, but. Uh, the, the difference between, I would say, like because you were like, my, my children cannot sue me for medical history. You're absolutely right. But I think it, it is also a false equivalence because you having your own kids is very different than how I came. Because for me, how I was made was a multi-billion dollar industry was profiting off of my literal conception. And that's what makes a big difference. Um you know, for me, is that the fact that you have that literal big of an industry, massive industry, and they're actively profiting off of all of us with absolutely no ethical care for our literal lives. Like, as soon as, like, the parents get pregnant with us, they don't give a shit um, because they don't view us as patients. The parents are the patients. We are not. And I just like our job here is done. Our job here is done. And I and I understand the idea of like, no, 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 you're not our patient. But the but the parent is the patient. Like, I sort of get it. But we are a secondary patient. A hundred. They really should not do this with Jewish sperm. (laughs) <laughs> because I mean, look look at the trouble they've wrought. Like, 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 like loudmouthed Jew wants to sue. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> you got all the angles I making mean, the arguments. Like, you, you are you sure Dershowitz wasn't your father? Well, I mean that that's a part of that I always uh, that I always kind of I'm like you fuckers. You made me deal with me for fuck's sake. Like you created an army of us. This were your fucking. What problem. a shock! She's Jewish. Here's the thing, though. Your point is a really good one because it's almost like all of these pro-life people who don't give a <laughs> shit about these babies once oh, they're born right it's uh. like everybody's anti-abortion anti-abortion but once the baby's born and the biological parents don't want them or can't take care of them they're not i like that we, we, we recycle know. that dumb argument at least once every five shows it's not dumb it's true what, what do you what medical information do you want to know i mean you know your father's I guess you know he's still alive and reasonably healthy at whatever age. He, how old is he right now? Uh, he's 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 alive. But I have no idea how. Wait old a he second. Is. Well, we could Can find. I that. go to his office and just like make an appointment. Oh my god! Just, I would buy you the biggest dinner in the world. I will. He's an OBGYN. He's an OBGYN. Oh my god! This could be the best experiment ever. He, oh, we should we should totally. I will say uh, he's got a go very six. he's got a very nice office because my because I've contacted him twice. I um I dropped a letter off at his office and then I've emailed him. His office is very nice. His secretary is lovely. We're going to talk about this office. So, so oh, let's yeah, go I'll, 60 I'll, minutes on his ass. Come on. Wait, wait. I will I will tell you what neighborhood he's in. I yeah, no, I, I think I you think you have a lot of followers can... now? <laughs> wait. wait, wait, wait. Well, half the followers are her siblings. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm going to I can I, guess what. I'll tell you what neighborhood he's in. How about that? <laughs> let's see if we're right. Hold on. Obviously. Yeah. Let me I, see. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. I uh, don't. I don't want this uh, public, uh, where he is. Um, you know what neighborhood? It's, he's it's in. a blank thing. Oh, here, hold on a second. It just went away. Let me. I'll help you out. But no, I don't want because I do because because I've been asked many times like where is he? What's his name? I I'm very careful with his identity because even though he's being like a total like you know tool right now, I still never want to leak his identity because if I ever did, because I have over six hundred thousand followers, the amount of like death threats this guy would get would be unbelievable. So very I'm very nice. careful. So, I'm very nice. careful. Well, back to my identity. question. What what health info do you, would you like to know? Uh, any Anything that he, he would, like anything I would love to know about, uh, obviously, uh, any kind of cancers, uh, do uh, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, um, literally anything, uh, arth- rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, Impotence. Well, well, you know what it. Well, clearly but, none of that. Well, they're, 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 clearly we don't have a problem with that. There are um, things you can do something about if you know you have Alzheimer's mm-hmm. in your genetic code. Is is that going to help you in any way? Absolutely, because I mean, when you go to the doc, I mean, every time I go to the doctor, they always are asking me like, "Do you have? Does do? You, what's your family history with heart attacks?" Mm-hmm. And I go, "I don't know." Do you, what is your family history with cancer? I don't know. I have to tell them literally every time I'm missing half of my medical in, medical history. Now, luckily, we live in New York City. So you, they, you, just to be on the safe side, I would recommend a colonoscopy. Yes. Every two, every five years. Every five years. Fuck that. We're doing every two years. I'm neurotic. So, <laughs> but um, we are. But no, it's. I always have to tell the doctors I'm missing half my medical history, and because of that, very lucky. Um, they run extra tests for me just to be careful. And that's actually ended up, that is how I ended up 
at the endocrinologist who was able to find the tumor, and I've been on medication now for two years. As I said, though, there are certain things you, like Alzheimer's, like there's nothing they can really do for it anyway. Well, there's a drug oh. now. Is well, there? and also, not to mention, another me is also mental health, because you can't test for mental health. Oh, and no. We, I can diagnose you right now. Yeah, oh, but shit. The good news is... is well, if, we already went over that. Narcissism. The good news is, is if you're going to go nuts, you'd have done it by now. Um, I, I mean, there's still time. There's well, still time. Generally speaking, these things, you know, uh, hit you in your adolescence. Absolutely. But um, for a lot of... But I would still love to know because maybe for me, I didn't... Maybe, like, uh, I would say may, maybe any um, mental health disorder... I mean, I do have an anxiety disorder, uh, if that was not clear you didn't, to everybody. You didn't, yeah, you didn't, didn't need I don't a think test I... to do that. You just needed to find out you were half Jewish. <laughs> but what about my kids as well? Because, you know, my kids, like, what happens when they're born? Maybe maybe that... Because may, I have no idea. Like, let's say, hypothetically, on my paternal side, um, bipolar disorder runs in it. Now, maybe I don't have bipolar bipolar disorder, but maybe my child will. Bipolar disorder and any kind of mental health is extremely hard to diagnose. And we have seen that it, same exact issue with um, in other donor conceived people when like a donor has had like schizophrenia, stuff like that. It's very, very hard to diagnose, especially when you don't have a proper medical history. So yes, maybe these things are not going to personally affect me in my life, but they could affect my children because my husband and I are hopefully we're going to be starting to try next year. You probably do have some mental issues from your dad because he's who I mean, think about what he's doing. Oh no, he's it's like it's, donating to trying to create well, trying to create a pot of, of, of uh kids. I mean, that's that's of very, that very annoying children. You think, do you know all what, what is the Sorry. profile of the average donor? Is it obvious is it typically financially motivated or some people just wanna have progeny? Uh, it's um I, I would say that's that's hard and it's and it's also hard for us to actually get like much truth behind it. Um I mean a lot of donors are like college age kids and they're paying for like their books, they're paying for they're paying off student loans. And your father was in med school when he donated? My father was in med okay. school, yeah. Okay. Oh, so he's probably so, All fifty kids? No, but then he's then he's he was still he was still he got in well, the habit. He it became it became well, a routine. I, well, you I, only need one load to get that's billions of kids right, right there. But it seems like at a certain point you don't know. Getting, so you, you don't know if you're the same. Uh, ah, never mind. It's too. I mean, the same squirt. For okay, so uh, the so the, no 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 that's a totally good question because this, this <laughs> it actually, is no it actually is because this is a um, a misunderstanding that a lot of people have. Yeah. A lot of people assume one squirt equals one donation, and that's not true. They're able to take one donation, and depending how much mass a dude is able to donate, how fertile he is, they break it up into multiple syllable vials. So that one load can be anywhere between three syllable vials to 19 syllable vials is the most we've ever heard of. So one That was a Jewish guy? I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it was that one. I know wasn't Jewish. It wasn't a Jewish guy. I never. That's a stereotype I've never heard of. <laughs> I'm, I'm just assuming. But I do I'm know a correlation. One thing we didn't talk about is no. I. I do actually know that I was only specifically one load. Um, because so my. You mean you're you're, you're I am. You have no other. Sibling. Laura. You have not, no Laura. siblings. That's a great title. You have no siblings. <laughs> You're that's going to be the name of my special, One Load Laura. That's a we great just figured title. It out. I mean, you're, you're no other siblings <laughs> that's from That's my one. donation. No, I definitely was one. And I, I can tell you exactly why I know that. So my parents were trying for three years for with fertility treatments. My mom went through three years of hormone therapy and two surgeries. Her last surgery was a full reconstruction. And then she was holidating on... That she was, sorry, sorry. She was ovulating on a holiday weekend. Yes. Holidating. Yeah, you said holiday. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> again, Star Trek. As again, this is why I say I always test out my brand new jokes on an open mic because I can't fucking do that otherwise. I have to because otherwise I, I jumble shit. But um, she was ovulating on the Jewish New Year, so the clinic was closed, and they were like, "We can't, we can't do an insemination." And she was just like, "I'm," and because like if you're in hormone therapy for three years, and this was in the '80s, so there was like so much experimental shit going on. She was like, "Please help me out. What can we do?" Now I was my parents were the very first patients of this clinic and of this doctor, so a lot was riding on this. So he told my mom and my parents, "Don't worry about it. I'll set it up so that you go." pick the sperm up at a hotel concierge, then you can go inseminate it with your husband. Oh, now, I didn't know you could do that. Neither you you I. really shouldn't. Oh, okay. This shouldn't be an option. Now, Jewish New Year is Yom Kippur, right? No. Yo, no. Russia. Oh, Russia, Russia, Shana, you're right, close. Right, you're very it. close. Okay, I'm learning. Uh, so on... But why was the clinic closed on a Jewish New Year if it was... 
It's a holiday. It's a holiday. Okay. All right. It was closed because of Rosh Hashanah. Okay. Um, that that is as much information as I have. So I, so on Rosh Hashanah, my donor donated fresh hot sperm into a cup, put it in a paper bag, dropped it off at a hotel concierge. My mom picked it up, went to my father's office because my dad was still goddamn working. My dad couldn't take a day off for this, and I was donated and I was inseminated on my father's desk. And my mom just put her legs up as my dad went back to his spreadsheet. His spread legs, his spreadsheet. Wait, do, exactly. they, do, do they uh, do they use a funnel? I mean, it's there's like it's like a uh, what's it's or not, a syringe. It's a syringe. It's like wait, you wait, squirt it in there. It's like a turkey baster. baster, essentially. Yeah. He wait. He went into the cup, and your father himself, your biological father, delivered it himself. The, no, no, no. Uh, well, that that oh. we have no idea who actually delivered it. I mean, it may have been my biological father. I have no idea. But my the the guy donated. It was dropped off at the okay. hotel concierge. I would have to believe it was him. Like I don't think he had like. Uh, you know, a runner for sperm. I might be wrong. I don't. I would imagine know. the clinic was, was you know, inside. but the clinic was closed. Oh, nice. the clinic was closed. Like my doctor called in a friend, called in a favor to a friend. In those days, it was a lot of like these black guys on on bicycles of the messenger services. That was a big thing back then. Remember, how, like you would yeah, call a messenger and they they deliver it. I Could don't think bad. sperm was a yeah. typical one. I, no, but they I don't know what's in. So. They don't know what's in. But the, now they would use bubble post, wrap. Postmates. I yeah, suppose. Postmates for sperm. Uber, yeah, Uber, Uber, Uber sperm. Uber, Uber sperm. Oh, that's good. Uh, spunk mates. Yeah, that's good. Oh my god. So, have you met? How many of your siblings have you met? Um, I've not met met any in person, but I have uh, spoken. Um, right now, so far, I all- think Leah Lamar might be one of your. Uh- Podmates. One of my one of my my newest sibling that I found, which is a brother. Um, he uh, he's actually from Brooklyn. Um, he I have reached out to him. He has not messaged me back, which I I fully I'm like I'm not, I'm not gonna push because I have no idea what his story is. I don't know if like he was ever told that he was donor conceived or if I just suddenly like you know spoiled the surprise. Um, well, that's not nice. That's a pretty like that's a harsh thing for you to do. Well, it's you. You do it delicately. There's a way to there's, do it. There's no delicate way to do that. Yeah, but you they gotta. You gotta know. If no, no, that's no. I you should not have done that. You li- this. You have to. You have to. There. I'm literally no, listed as no, half sister. No, no, no. That is a selfish thing to do. Twenty three and me did it. I literally. It's there. It literally has us labeled as half siblings. The 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 cat is out of the bag. No, no. Well, that no. Means, that is some it, cognitive it, it, dissonance look, right dude, there. If if if. If twenty three and me listed, and that means he did a twenty three and me. He as did well. a twenty three right, and you, me. But I get, I get, I did twenty three and me. I, I don't read all the stuff they send me. I might have, I, I, you know, you don't notice. All I said. Was, you should not be the person that breaks it to somebody. You're right. It that their parents been. are not their parents. It's you're right. It should have been his parents, but this is the situation we are in. Nobody needs to ever tell him. Oh no, he absolutely needs to know because he's walking around with a false medical history that could end up getting him killed. Oh, it's not going to get him killed. Now, it, come on now. No, it's gotten donor-conceived people killed. It has killed donor-conceived people. It, how's that, that? How's that? Because you have a false medical history. What, 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 could, what could get you killed? What could get you killed? Because there have been you're times- not, You're not getting timely colonoscopies, for example. You're not, getting, you're not getting the proper screenings because there are certain things that you can't test for. So what ends up happening is donor-conceived people have not gotten their right medical history or have gotten a what, false medical well, For instance, like what? I just told you. Everybody gets a colonoscopy. Yeah, but 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 if you're if you have family history, you might get it earlier. You might get it more frequently. All right, but what are you referring to? Um, there is a case in particular. I don't know if I'm allowed to go public with it, so I I, I can't give the very specifics of it. I can certainly talk. So about how many how many how many families have you ruined? How many families? <laughs> I haven't ruined any. The parents didn't fucking tell their kids the truth. That ain't my goddamn fault. But what has happened is there have don- been donor-conceived people who have gotten a false medical history, and because they weren't, get- they didn't get screened in time for their proper things, it has ended up getting them killed. That has happened, and it's why in New York City we are specifically asking. Um, we're trying. We've put forward the bill, the Donor-Conceived Persons Protection Act, which would require all clinics and banks to verify the medical history that a donor hands in. So it has. So the fact that like. This guy's or any of my siblings or any donor conceived person is walking around not knowing that they're donor conceived is literally dangerous to them. When you are going in, so for example, it hy- it, it could potentially in certain low probability cases be but it, dangerous it, to them. But it has, but it has yeah, happened. Yes, yes. But Wait it's a like- second. How how many years have you known that you've like had siblings? Like ten years? I've only known that I've had had siblings for five years. 
Okay. I've it's only no more dangerous than if you have a parent who dies young or... Yeah, but yeah. again, as we went back, this is a multi-billion dollar industry, though, that is letting this happen. By right, design. but hold up. But but uh, listen, I don't really care, but I, but I don't agree with you because, yes, there is that physical, medical potential mm-hmm. risk, although I'm not really... Like that, maybe get colonoscopy early or whatever it is, but oh, because but on the other heard. side is emotional devastation. That's 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 something too. Like you you shrugged it off that your your father wasn't your mm-hmm. father, but someone else might never recover from that. So here here's the thing, and especially because they find out that their parents lied to them. They might have even ever been known. But don't. But what she said, what Laura said, also. Why you take her side? Because I because I'm because on it's her logic. Side. She's agreeing with her, and right? because also. It's true that people, I have very close friends who've been adopted. I also have very close friends who have kids that were conceived by donor egg in their case. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, you you really do go around so like you don't, feeling, you don't, wait, let me finish, feeling like something is off. And then when you find out, oh, I was adopted, it all makes sense okay, now. Okay, so that's fine. But you don't see any, like, least issue here that's complicated like i find out that your dad is not your dad you're a sperm well, he daughter is my dad well, he's no. not my biological all right whatever no you- it's makes it simple i knew that yeah, was you, gonna no, piss you I, I find out I, I find out that the that the that your father is not your biological father mm-hmm. that someone else donated and they never told you it's fucked and up like, they should have told me and you'd be like oh go tell her well, like, I don't think it's that Of course you should go tell her. Why should I go tell her? Because well, I have a right to know. Because that's your literal body. You have but the do, right. Laura, do you think there's any way that somebody that does a 23andMe that lists a half-sibling would not notice that? In other words, yes. your half-sibling yes, is a 23andMe, right? Yeah, so and his says that you're his half-sibling. It literally, it literally is all there any way he didn't notice yes, that? Yes, absolutely, because you take your 23andMe first, right. and then you never check it again. So you don't even ever get the notification of someone else's. Been, been. But that doesn't make sense then why you did 23andMe. If you did 23andMe or you did Ancestry, it's literally because you're interested in connections. And by the no, way, that's I, not why I ever did it. Also, if he, why I did, did, you I did do it, it to find out about my, um, to find out about my uh, genetic, my, and also uh, my uh, nationality makeup and all that stuff, also, and to find out what if one second, and to find out whatever traits. You know, my but musical he, ability, intelligence, but, whatever it is. But he specifically said, um, but he specifically chose, I want to see DNA relative matchups. He literally signed up for it. Also, I just want to let you know, because uh, just, just an FYI, 23andMe is not a medical grade test. So if you did look oh, at Oh, I know. It, I, I do the better ones now. Okay. but Well, n- none of them are. If you actually want to get a medical grade test, you need to go see a genetic counselor or a geneticist. Any of those at-home tests are not I No, grade. I had one that my uh, my doctor sent me to. Oh, okay. Then okay. Okay. All right. What I do you want to make when sure. you do also, them now? How often do you do them? I had one. I've, I've done a few of them. Why? Also, if you're if this particular, Let him get particular brother, mm-hmm. um, you know his name? Yeah, I do. So say his name is Figueroa or, or, or Rodriguez. Okay. And he gets, he did a 23 me, and it says half Ashkenazi. The cat's out of that bag. So the chances are well, that he knows. He's, he's actually, he's, he's about almost 100% Ashkenazi. Oh. Okay. So far, all so, I'm the okay. only you're the one, only one that, that I am so to. far the only one that was not raised in a Jewish household. <gasps> maybe they should sue you. <laughs> maybe I'm maybe, so far maybe the your only one. your donor dad is the one who got ripped off here. Maybe he specified oh. that it should only go to Jewish. I can't I, I, wait to meet him. I don't think that that's possible <laughs> to specify. Um, I'm kidding. Anyway, but yeah, I, I listen. I'm not saying you did the wrong thing by by that saying is that, what but, you said. but I, I, but I, I, but I, I don't didn't. I don't think it's at all a, a no brainer. About oh, how that said. should be handled. Well, we have the the reason it, we we do we have done surveys, we have done studies on donor conceived people who were early discoveries or late discoveries who found out through a DNA test. Like we've done this, so what I did was backed up by surveys. Um, has been backed up by people who do this professionally. So like I understand for somebody oh, your survey. Yeah, we've done we've done <laughs> these things. Well, let me just tell you this: if somebody were to come to me tomorrow and say, "Listen," Well, I have some news for you. Your dad was not your... your, your Biologist. I'd be like, what the... F- who the fuck... What kind of nerve do you have to drop that on me? I don't give a shit about knowing my regular medical history. I didn't... That that devastates me. I didn't want to know that. You wouldn't? You really wouldn't want to know? Of course any, not. Has anybody not? told? Has anybody told uh, Judy Gold and her wife's son that he's a sperm donor baby? 
the fuck's the matter with you? That's a joke. Though. Um, so here's the thing. That's legit, and you get to feel that way, but that's just not the majority of how donor-conceived people feel. Right, but you just... You are, you, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to know that. You're such a proponent for, like, no, such I have no fierce saying. honesty, like, though. Whose place is it to tell somebody... That kind of news. The half sibling. If somebody came up to me and said, listen, I've been fucking your wife. I said, listen, I didn't want to know that. <laughs> like, like, some people don't want to know things. I like how that's like the thing that you didn't want to know. Yeah, you know it's, somebody, it's not the fact that you're like, I really don't want anyone somebody, else fucking my wife. But you're like, just don't tell me. Well, sometimes. But this is this is a you natural human reaction. Like, listen, I better. there's an expression for it. Uh, uh, you know, better left unsaid. No, but, somebody whatever. actually recently told me let, that. Let sleeping dogs lie. There's a, there's a, somebody recently, a friend of mine, told me that. She said, oh, this so-and-so comic was, like, talking shit about you. Uh, not somebody that I'm friends with, but somebody that I know. And I said, why Who would the you fuck was that? I said, why would you tell me that? Yeah, I, that I, I agree said, with. Why, who why who was talking me? shit she about said, well, you? If, if my friend wanted, was talking, well, I'm not going to mention his name. I w- was I it Ray would, Ellen? I, no. I, I, I wanted, well, somebody that's an acquaintance, but not a friend. And I, I agree with you, Dan. I said, she said, well, if somebody was talking shit about me, I'd want to know. I said... Well, I don't, and 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 I, he's not really in a friend of mine anyway. Yeah, he, who cares? He's just an acquaintance. But, but so that's now a little is, bit different. All you're doing is upsetting. Is. Me. Yeah, this I, is I, slightely I, different. Because okay. I agree with you, I wouldn't yeah. f- the fuck want to know. Um, but uh, it's also the intention of somebody telling you that, like, what, wh- why? But that, yeah, it's not the same thing. But yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a false equivalence. I guess. So. Can I ask you a personal I'm question? Sure ask the fuck away. How come you haven't met any of your siblings in in person? Because uh, so they find her annoying. <laughs> they're a bit far away. Oh, oh, really? Yes. Um. So the the ver- so the brother that I most recently found, he is within the area, and he's the closest. But one. he doesn't want to talk to you. He's he has not. Sometimes what we have found with donor conceived siblings is it takes a few years. He's in a mental message. institution with colon <laughs> with colon cancer. <laughs> 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 on a um, respirator. <laughs> um, two siblings are both in Colorado. Okay. Um, and um, they're full siblings that ended up using the same donor, our donor. Um, and uh, then there, we have another sibling in Seattle. Um, the sibling who I am closest with, though, has been really very, very sick. She's been completely unable to travel and has not been able to have um, much interaction with people because she's so immunocompromised mm. and with everything in the pandemic. So we've been um, waiting until she's in a safer space until I can go see her. Um, and then her full sibling, who um, is, you know, she she totally knows I'm here and everything, and she's just not... She is just personally not ready for that yet, which I totally respect and understand. Um, and and for the record, they found me first. I did not find them. They're non-binary. Uh, no, both of the siblings. Oh, okay. No, no, uh, no, no. It's saying full the the uh, no. They're not. They're um, both cis uh, cis women. Um, but they. So one of the siblings wants to when she is healthy enough. And what about? Did you grow up with siblings like? Uh, I have. A she half- thought she did. <laughs> I do. I have a half sister who is 15 years older than me from my dad's first marriage. Okay. So we did not have, and she's actually she's adopted. So I'm a sperm donor baby. She's adopted from my dad's from my. So like we're all related for like from my dad. So her and I is like. I'm just gonna just say she's a, your full sister then at that point. I mean, we probably are related on the opposite ends, um, probably more than through my dad. Um, but like, we didn't have a traditional you, like sibling relationship in the least. But like, we never lived together. You should have good hybrid vigor, though. Heterosis, uh, as they say. What does that mean? Means that um, no more so than your kids. No, 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 not any more so than my kids. Uh, that uh, uh, when when you have two uh, the, the 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 mating of people from two different gene pools. Mm-hmm. Generally, they're more robust health-wise because they they get a lot a mix of genes, and I guess it causes a lot of uh, it reduces the number of um, uh, uh, recessive genes that. Yeah, when you have like a better genetic diversity, you know that's always yeah. like we like that, which is also a big thing that we we have an issue with the fertility industry is they are actually hurting the genetic diversity of our gene pool in the United States because they are letting no them. more than the, my, than my the Hasidic guess, community. My guess is is well, I I don't think even even with the Hasidic community, they're pumping out like a hundred kids per one donor and just letting them run wild. My guess is is that I, I don't think that the human the I, I think that they they sort of beat the Hasidic community with that. I'm just because all her Jewish genes 
are reflected on the outside. They certainly are. Yeah, uh, <laughs> your inside, you got to be a pure Gentile on the inside. So I would think, you know, you got to have a strong Irish, Irish colon. I, or very, uh, it's a and, very and Polish. No, no IBS. Listen, whatever you marry, you know, oh, your husband's not Jewish. Irritable bowel. No, he's uh, Italian. So these Jews, all these genes will probably just go underground. But uh, you do look like, a lot like one of my cousins. She looks like <gasps> really. She looks like Leah Lamar. Do you know Leah Lamar? She's a comic in L.A. But in any case, all right, we have to wrap it up. Um, not sure. this is a fascinating story. A very interesting. And what's the you, name? You, of you your probably podcast? have families to wreck, so we should probably. <laughs> I'm sorry. She she gave, she's glared at me with a with a with a not. She didn't actually like that. <laughs> no, okay. I'm fine with wrecking families. That's okay. <laughs> no, but that that, I, that hurt you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. No, it. my God. No, no, no. It's You're a comedian. Like, you got to take it. What? What's the name of your podcast? <laughs> Insemination. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, thank you. I pre- yeah, no, Insemination, and um, I'm next year going to be um producing and filming my own uh docu series. Uh, that will also be called insemination, where uh, I'll be going around and interviewing all of like kind of like these stories that I have been building for a very long time, and like all of these records that I have with like a lot of the pods that are like. Wait, are- I have a question though. Please, are there, since you can do it yourself with a turkey baster, are there any women who inseminate themselves with a dude who is not their husband, and the husband doesn't even know it? The woman does it because she wants to get a better, better high grade sperm. You're talking about what? like using a condom, going in, fishing a condom out of the. No, she goes to she goes to get the sperm oh. from the clinic, and inseminates herself oh, and never God. tells her husband. I've never heard of that. If somebody did that, that's real shit. Well, but I've never heard of that. Oh, you what believe, about what happen. about using like a condom and then you take the condom out of the garbage and you use the sperm no i mean right is that possible yeah women do that yeah is, is that what do you mean if, women if you're, if you're do rich that, enough yeah is that possible i, I love there, that, there like, has been like, a story like, like oh yeah like like we, we yeah, wait we women about... do not take condoms out there's of the been garbage. i can't remember I've, i bet you if you google it can you google it there's so, somebody sure. famous like ha- that's happened to or there's somebody famous who was paranoid about that it was Par- what drake that happened to Drake? He was paranoid about it. I have never heard any woman talk about this on no, any of it's our not a thing. Any of our brunch. Of course it's, it's it's as much a I've thing as a woman any. who would who would try to get pregnant by a famous celebrity Wait, or can a rich we guy. is is there any can we find online if that's even possible? I, I think it might be it might be Oh no, sperm is if sperm is at the right temperature, it can live outside. for out, outside the body for a certain if it's at a certain temperature. Al- although most temperature. condoms have no, you know that non-oxidant, whatever that is, the spermicide. But non-oxidal, non yeah, but, but not not all of them do, obviously. But no, I mean sperm can live outside the body for a period of time. I don't know what the how long, but um, it just has to be at a, a certain temperature. Imagine if you went on Jeopardy and somehow this was your cat. Like you know, <laughs> I it's such an odd nominate. expertise. Well, it, it's, I, <laughs> it's incredible. I'll take sperm for a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I'm known on TikTok as like the sperm girl, which I'm like I love that I'm I associated. Love that. But I have like I have a sperm fascinator that I that I wear when I do like vis- videos and like when I I go and bother people on the streets and everything. I I literally um I, I love this. I um literally organized the very first protest for donor conceived rights um on October 15th and I got a custom made um cup filled with sperm costume for myself. Uh, by a Broadway costumer um, that I ran around uh, so New Orleans good. with. Um, so good. It was the best money I have ever spent, hands down. I will say, though, my first sperm costume I got off of Amazon, that was $30, best $30 I ever spent as well. But that sperm costume literally was like, it, it was no longer fertile. It was no longer stood the test of time. Okay. Did you, did, did you find anything online or you're not looking it up? Well, you can technically. Yeah, you can technically take it out of a condom. Right, but does that, has anybody famous ever had that happen to them? It doesn't seem like there's any any famous cases of it. Drake uh, talked about putting hot sauce in condoms so women couldn't. But and there's been stories about women putting pinholes. But then you in have condoms. like you'd have a Hispanic baby if you put hot. Look sauce. Look up a Richard Gere in a gerbil. Is that one true? Oh, for the love <laughs> of God! That's that's not true. All right, are we done? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think so. Thank you so much, Laura. Hi. Do you have a spot tonight here? I don't have came a down special for us. No, just came down special for y- for you. But I will be here um, this this coming Sunday. I have a spot here. And where what, where can people find you on TikTok and Instagram? Uh, my Laura handle High. everywhere is at Laura High Five. Nice. 
Thank you. That literally, I, I will be honest, I don't think I will ever come up with a greater thing than that. Like, well, that is my pinnacle right I don't now. know. One load's pretty good. Hmm? One load is One load, good. Laura, is like that. Well, that is the name of my special. The future special is One Load, Laura. Okay. Well, thank you, Laura. Hi. Um, podcast at ComedySally.com for comments, questions, suggestions. Uh, and uh, I guess that's all. Thank you. Bye-bye. We'll see you next time. <laughs>